Well, hello and welcome, friends. Today I'm so excited to have a conversation with Kelly Gary. She is a certified reflexologist here in Lubbock, and she has studied a myriad of things from cranial sacral therapy and herbology to even studying a lot about essential oils under Gary Young with um, Young Living Essential Oils. And Kelly is an amazing person. She loves people. She loves God. She loves her work. And I recently had the opportunity to have a reflexology session with her, and it was a beautiful experience, and she's just a beautiful person. So, so excited to have this interview. Welcome, Kelly. So glad you're here. Thank you, Miss Anna. I would like to thank you for the opportunity to share what I do and for you to take your precious time to interview me. So I very much appreciate that. Well, it's a mutual honor. So let's just dive mm-hmm. in. I um, Can you just give us an overview of what reflexology is? Since some people know about it, some people don't. So give us an overview of what it is. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um Whenever you come into my office, I have charts on the wall, and I always talk about what reflexology is because, like you say, a lot of people don't really know. And what I say to you is everything in your body is mirrored in your feet. And what that means is is you have reflex points that talk about everything in your body, from all your organs in your glands um, to, like, your hips, your knees, kidneys, So everything is mirrored in your hands and feet. And when I'm working those areas, if you've got something going on with you, I feel little crunchies. That's how scientific I am. I feel little crunchies up under your skin. (laughs) And, And what that actually is is calcium deposits. But it feels like little grains of sand, which shouldn't be there if nothing's going on. And also, like when I'm working the spinal reflex, if you've got some some stress in your spine, I feel a little bit of thickness in that tissue that I know shouldn't be there. So that's the beautiful part about, because the points are in your feet and your hands, It's a little harder for me to read the hands because we're kind of mean to our hands in a way. You know, we put them in hot water. They do a million things a day. Our feet are in shoes, and so they're more tender and easier to read. So when I'm working your feet or your hands, I can um, feel the, the calcium deposits and just know that perhaps that's where you hold stress or it's an old injury, or perhaps something is going on there. So by working the feet, what that actually does is improve your circulation. And any time you improve your circulation, you're taking oxygen and nutrition to all your cells, your organs, and your glands. And by doing this, this is encouraging everything to do what it's supposed to do. I kind of think of it as putting gas in the gas tank. It's just nourishing those organs and glands to give them the fuel or the energy to do what they need to do a little bit better. And reflexology can also detox you like a full-body massage. So I tell people, please make sure you drink a lot of water because, like, mucus can come, um, a lot of different body functions that need to happen a lot of times will happen because what reflexology does is to try to create homeostasis, which is just balance. Our body has incredible wisdom, as we know, and given the opportunity and given the proper things, um, the body will do what God created it to do. And so we're just encouraging 
um, the body to do that. And, and it's it's beautiful to do that through the feet. And a, a lot of times people come to me for hand reflexology because their hands actually hurt. Like yesterday I worked on my dentist and I work on dental hygienists. I work on people that, that are at a keyboard a lot because, you know, repetitive use of your hands your hands can get stressed out and your arms, your forearms, you know, all those tendons, ligaments, muscles, we tend to work that a lot. And so I would have to say people come for their hands more for to make their hands feel better and take the stress out of those muscles mm-hmm. more so than reading like I can read the feet. So it's just, um, it's a beautiful modality. And if, if people even come just for the relaxation part i tell people that i that snoring i take snoring as a compliment because to bring people to that level of relaxation you know in in our intense world today is is a huge honor and if that's all they want that's fine too because i know i'm actually working their body in a pretty great way and and if people want to acknowledge that, that's great. If they don't want to acknowledge that, that's okay too. Because some people just love to have their feet rubbed, and and that's a beautiful thing too. But it's also a beautiful way to get body work, you know. Because some people massage isn't their thing, but they like to have their feet or hands worked on. So it's just a true honor for me to get to do that for people. And I've been a reflexologist for over twenty years, and. Um, it's a true honor to get to do what I do every day. So that's yeah, kind that's of reflexology so in, a, in a nutshell. Yeah, that's so beautiful. So literally, there is a map on the feet and the hands of the entire body. And so whenever you're stimulating those points, are you are you working with um, – which system of the body are you working with? Are you working with, like, the energy system? The You're using, like, the meridian points? Are you working with the circulation system? What are you actually working with? I am working to... with, with all of it, actually. Oh, with all yeah, of on, it, yes. on the, Well, in the chart in my office, you can see that the meridians start and stop in your feet and hands on the toes and the fingers. And so I am working those points which in essence is working the energy pathways that go to all that areas. You could look at reflexology that I'm doing reflexology with my fingers and not needles because I am stimulating those points uh, to get the energy flow through your body, um, to get the the signal that that the circulation needs to go like around your gallbladder and or wherever I'm working. And, and one of the cool things about reflexology that I learned long ago in some of the studies I've done, and this is a Chinese theory, you actually hold emotions in different organs like resentment is in your gallbladder, anger is in your liver, um, Fear, fear is in your kidneys, grief is in your lungs, and it's been really interesting to watch the emotional, <clears throat> excuse me, release in people when I start working all of those points. I mean, I've had people get really angry in my chair. I've had people just start weeping because those things are coming forward. The Chinese theory is, is if you hold those emotions in your organs and you don't deal with them, they can actually make your organs sick. And so by working all of that, hopefully your emotions can come forward. And just like working the other points, if you have stomach problems or whatever, 
reflexology can bring awareness to the individual that something might be going on with them. And that's when it's great to have other knowledge like herbal knowledge or other body work modalities and giving people tools to deal with what's going on with them. I can bring the awareness to you and it's kind of the responsibility of the person to follow through and, you know, maybe they need to go get counseling. Maybe they need to really look at their digestive system and, and break that apart and see what they really are eating or if they're having allergic reactions. So I can, I can give people homework if they really want to, to take to heart what, what reflexology is telling them, whether it be emotional or, um, or physical, then we can talk about other ways to go help themselves. And so it's kind of on any level you want this, this body work to work. I just feel like that reflexology brings things just awareness of, you know, maybe you didn't know that your knees are getting stressed and I hit that knee point and people will look at me with big eyes and, you know, and they're, and I ask them about their knees and they're like, well, yeah, my knees have been, you know, a little sore lately. Well, then, you know, let's look at what you're doing. Are you bending properly? Are you lifting? And so it's just a beautiful way to bring awareness to what's going on with you on a little bit deeper level because, we just go do what we do every day, and we kind of ignore our aches and pains, and reflexology kind of will stop us and allow us to just have awareness of what's going on with our body. Because to me, like I told you the other day, my our spiritual life to me and our physical self are two of the most important things that we have. We know if we don't feel good, it's hard to cope. It's hard to do the things we want to do. And so it's beautiful to have these holistic modalities that are growing in Lubbock, which is very exciting for me, um, to find different ways to help ourselves, not just taking a pill, but perhaps going to yoga, you know, taking a walk, eating differently. There's a lot of things that we can take upon ourselves so that we can have optimal health because it's so important to take care of ourselves because our little bodies are all that we have and I'm very much into taking care of our, our our little vehicle that gets us through every day. So I, that's the neat part about reflexology. It's just another avenue of looking at other things. And it's cool to implement the Chinese theory about how you hold emotions in your organs. And then I suggest to people, you know, go go to a counselor, go to a clergyman, go to someone that you can trust. Um, if you need to talk to somebody about your emotional health, because we are emotional beings. And I think sometimes Western medicine, that's not their focus, so they don't they don't really take that into consideration. But we are very emotional, and our emotions count, and that does affect our well-being. You know, if we're very tense inside or if, our, if we're in, in a deep stage of grief, it's okay to get help and dealing with that because it they say that everything that happens to us stays in our cells and so once we start healing on all different levels we will have optimal health in that when we start working on ourselves on all those different levels mm. that's so amazing i i love the holistic view of um, the reflexology this whole practice um encompasses because it isn't just working with the physical body 
whenever you're working with a seat, you're also able to get clues and, and have a greater awareness of what's going on in the emotions. And I, I feel like that may be, yeah, I, I feel like that may be the, the maybe the most misunderstood um, thing that people deal with when they're working with healing their own bodies is not realizing the role that emotions play in affecting the physical body and how important it is to not see ourselves as separate, but one whole where our emotions and our spiritual life and our physical life all in our, in our thoughts, how it all interplays together. And uh, I love that you have that perspective. Well, it does. Think about when you have butterflies in your stomach, you know, when you're nervous about you're about to make a presentation. Think about that, how you have that little flutter. We call it butterflies in our stomach. And that what that actually is is our solar plexus, which is our emotional core, which is located um, in the bottom of our sternum. That's where you kind of get that flutter. And that's what's really mm. happening is your emotions are a little stirred up at that moment. So that gives you a concrete thing to think about because everybody's had um, butterflies in their stomach. And so that just does help to tie it all together. We are mind, body, spirit. There is no separation. I mean, you could separate it, I suppose, but, but we're, we're human beings. We feel things. We experience all of you know all the senses and emotional stuff is a gigantic part of who we are and working on our emotional health definitely you know it, the physical could be messed up or the emotional and they can play back and forth on each other and it is great when people are willing to heal on all levels and it's not easy i tell people that healing our bodies or our minds when we've got stuff going on it's not easy, but the journey is so worth it. The payoff is so big to to release resentments, to to walk through a lot of that so that we can stay in the now, the present, today, right at this minute, and enjoy this instead of hanging on to a lot of our emotional garbage. And when we've let a lot of that go, then physically we get better. You know, because, and it's really funny, I, I want people to think about this, just just test my theory. If you have dealt with somebody who has had a death in their family or a death close to them, usually within two to three weeks, the per, the people involved in that death, if you'll notice, a lot of times they get a respiratory infection. Why is that? Because we hold grief in our lungs they're, they are experiencing grief, and so their lungs could be a little bit weakened because that emotion is so full in those lungs, and they're more prone to getting a cold, to getting an allergic reaction, coughing, um, anything to do with the respiratory tract. And all that is is that to let to let your body is full or your lungs are full of grief and so that I have observed that through the years and it's pretty profound to watch that and people usually aren't aware of that to them they just have a respiratory infection but what it probably really is is they have a lot of grief in their lungs so yes I do believe that emotions are such a gigantic part of us and then the organs that the Chinese say that you know that are in each one of those organs or glands Hmm. So fascinating. It is now, fascinating. It's awesome. I, I, I love that our bodies are so intelligent, so complex, and not just our bodies, our entire system. 
And I'm always fascinated by the way that emotions affect our physical body and give us clues because we are wired for peace and joy and love. And, you know, we were really made for the Garden of Eden as far as I understand it. And so we weren't wired for all of those those negative emotions or those experiences. Um, Obviously, they're meant to teach us something, but we weren't wired to hold on to them. And our bodies are this really great system of letting us know time to let this go it's time to let this move out so that you can really be all that you are right absolutely and that is so true you are so right on about that well i would like to say that i got i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead that i got into reflexology over 20 years ago because i had a severely add son and they did not this Jake is 33 now so this was he was born in 83 so i probably got him diagnosed in about 1989 maybe around in there and back then they didn't know a lot about ADD he was diagnosed with no treatment and then we were privileged enough to move to New Mexico and when we moved there, I still had no clues about what to do um, with my son. And so a lady was talking to me about her. She said, you need to take my son to my reflexologist. And I'm fresh off the boat from Lubbock, Texas, and I'm like, reflex what? I had no idea what this girl <laughs> was talking about. And that's the truth. And so I take Jake to this lady, and she has this little office and I walk in there and there's just shelves and shelves and shelves of supplements which I knew absolutely zero about and she had charts all over her walls and we sit down and she puts Jake in a recliner and she starts working on his feet and I'm looking at her thinking you know if anybody here needs their feet done I think it would be me I'm the stressed out mom here what are you doing rubbing his feet I mean I didn't it just kind of blew my mind you know So she's working on him, and she's working on his toes, and he jerks his foot back because it hurt. And she said, oh, you must be cutting a 12-year molar. And I thought, lady, you're nuts. By squishing his toe, you you can tell me he's cutting a tooth? I just thought that was the most bizarre thing I'd ever heard, and I just figured we probably wouldn't be back. And so she works on Jake. She tells me some things about him and kind of tries to talk to me about herbal products, but I certainly was not ready to hear that. I wanted to get out the door and just be gone. And she told me that Jake might not feel good when we get home. And I'm like, lady, he's been still for an hour, so I have three hours of chasing Jake, I'm sure, when we get home. She never looked in his mouth. So when we get in the car, I said, Jake, open your mouth. And he opened his mouth, and he had a shiny, brand-new jaw tooth. And my mouth fell open. It scared me to death. I thought, how in the world can she tell by squishing his toe that he's cutting a tooth? Little did I know that the the toes represent the teeth. And so we get home, and Jake says, Mom, I think I don't feel good. I want to eat some soup and go to bed. That alarmed me. That never happened. So we did homework, bath, feed him, put him to bed. And I got up in the middle of the night and checked him because I thought he might be dead, you know. I just thought this stuff is way too weird. (laughs) Of course, he was not dead. And he gets up the next morning, and he's he's calm and kind of sweet. And I'm just like, 
well, this is a little different. So he gets through his school day and all that, and um, everything seems to be going good. And and he started getting, you know, hyperactive again. And so I I took him back. I thought, well, we can do this one more time. So I took him back. And to make a very long story short, we went to Christina for a year. Christina worked on Jake once a week taught me a whole lot about a whole lot of things. Um, I'm from Texas where we fry everything, and she taught me about not frying foods. We started talking about dyes, preservatives. I knew red dye was a huge trigger for Jake. I mean, I, I hated giving Jake children's Tylenol because it makes most children go to sleep. It would make him a maniac. So I started charting my own things about what I thought was an agitation to him. So she worked on him for a year. We did put him on supplements, which is very common today, like essential fatty acids, the healthy fats for kids' brains, and really our whole family cleaned up our diet. And, you know, no soda pop, no red high C punch, candy, sugar, I mean, it was a very hard year because we had to change so many things, but we did that. We put him in soccer so that he had a very healthy outlet for his um, his energy. And then I had the teacher every single day, every single day, mm-hmm. write down if Jake didn't do his work, then he would bring it home and we would do that work together. And and his dad and I parented him very close because these kids are brilliant. ADD kids are brilliant and they know how to work you. So we had to parent together, set very clear boundaries. We did reflexology, changed his diet, put him in soccer, and Jake went from D's and F's to an honor roll student that year. And it was not an easy year. But we did it because the school was really on me to put him on Ritalin. And I know some people need to take medication, and I'm not I'm not telling people not to do that. I was trying everything to keep us from doing that, knowing in my heart that if Jake had to be put on medication, I understand that. But by the grace of God, we were lucky enough to where Jake did not have to be put on medication. And we did it, we did it this way. And my way is harder, longer, more involved. It, it took up a whole lot of our whole family's time to work through this. But I'm very grateful that I did not have to put him on Ritalin. But I do know that there are people out there that need that medication. And if it, if that's what they need to do, then that's what they need to do. And I'm, I'm totally good with that. And it was really interesting. The classes came to town. Um, it's, I'm uh, certified through the International Institute of Reflexology out of St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg, Florida, and Eunice Ingham started that school. She wrote the first book about reflexology in 1938. So she is the mother of reflexology in the United States, and that her school is who, who I graduated from. The classes were coming to town, and it was actually my husband. He was like, you need to take those classes. And I'm like, ooh, I don't want to do feet. And he said, well, you can do Jake's feet and help him. And I'm like, well, maybe. And I get in there, and I already know that reflexology works because of what I've seen in our family. And then working the feet, filling those calcium deposits, and studying the body was so intriguing and mind-blowing that there were six of us in Albuquerque and 
and our wonderful teacher, Virginia Brown, who was the reflexologist for the Dallas Cowboys, um, she certified me in 1995. And so from there, I've just had a lot of beautiful experiences. Like I was telling you earlier, I worked under a wonderful clinical herbalist. I got to work in her lab. I got to learn um, how to make tinctures. By working in that herb store, I got to be with a lot of different um, herb manufacturers that taught us a whole lot. So I learned a lot about nutrition and herbal products and all different modalities. Working in that herb store, I was exposed to a million different books, and I tried to read all of them. And being in Albuquerque, there's so many workshops because holistic healing is so prominent there that I have done a lot of workshops, a whole lot of learning about a a lot of different modalities, and then I was honored enough to study under the Upledger Foundation, um, and that's the people that that have cranial sacral, and I've done some uh, two levels with them, and then I recently just did a, a class with them called Working the Epicenter, and they're doing so much scientific research with cranial sacral, with with our brain, with our nervous system. Um, you know, they're doing cat, putting people in cat scan machines and working on them and tracking what's going on in the brain as they're being worked on. So I'm excited that the fact that we're finally getting some clinical research done to validate what we do to give it more substance in our medical mm-hmm. community. And it's just because they haven't been taught. It's not it's not anything bad. It's just, you know, medical school doesn't teach cranial sacral. And so it's beautiful that I am slowly seeing the bridge between um, holistic and Western medicine. And that is so exciting because in my book, we could both work beautifully hand in hand. Like in Europe, reflexologists actually work in the burn units of their hospitals for pain management. How awesome is that for, you know, to get a hand massage or a foot massage if your body's been burned and to bring some relief to somebody in in a holistic manner and I have actually worked in the hospitals quite a bit. I've I've done like hospice work. I've helped people who are dying uh, working on them at the last stages of their life, which I is a total honor. I've assisted in four births using reflexology. That was a total honor. So it's just been neat the way I've been able to use reflexology in a lot of different ways to help people. It's It's been very exciting and very, very humbling to get chosen to do this. So I've got to use reflexology in some pretty profound ways. Kelly, that's awesome. And I love what you said um, earlier when you were sharing about your son and how open you were to change, even though there was just I'm imagining during that time there was a lot of resistance. Um, a lot, you know, the, on my part. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, sometimes there's that internal resistance, but then external resistance, the the outside world isn't, you know, really de- necessarily on our side. We're kind of, we feel like we're the salmon swimming upstream in a world right. where everything else is going downstream. And your willingness to um, to to make the changes that needed to be made for your son and and the results that you saw, it's just fantastic. Well, the cool part is is I was privileged enough a long time ago, this lady that owned a massage school in Albuquerque, she asked me to create a 16-hour curriculum to teach in her massage school, and I did create that. 
And what became of that, I do teach reflexology still today, but I was so honored that the School of Nursing in Albuquerque, I used to go in and teach a class for them every semester introducing nurses to to reflexology and to essential oils. And it wasn't my full-blown teaching, but it was an introduction to both. And they actually went to the to the dean of nursing and said, you've taught us how to be great nurses, but you've taught us absolutely nothing about alternative medicine. And it's like a whatever billion-dollar industry it is. And they see that, and they went to her. And so in turn, she went through, um, through Albuquerque and got all different kinds of, she got a Sean. She got a massage therapist. She got an herbalist. She found me. Um, lots of different, probably an acupuncturist, to bring those modalities in to give tidbits, to give introductions to what all those uh, different modalities did. And so that's what I'm saying. I slowly see bridging of what we do because we can work beautifully together if if people like you say will just relax with the resistance and and I know a lot of that is be fear you know fear of not understanding what that what any of these modalities are and that's why I'm always really open to doing reflexology demonstrations like at health fairs or um anything like that because when people see something it's not so fearful when you see that i'm rubbing your feet only and all you have to do is take off your socks and shoes that's not so scary once you see it and i think it's just introducing people to things to take the fear out of it to get to encourage them to try things and and not everything works for everybody and not everybody likes everything so I think it's awesome, you know, for people to get out there and show what they do, and it helps to take some of that fear out of that. And that's wonderful, and that's what I was kind of hoping, and, and that's exactly what people are getting in this interview, is really getting to hear and demystify the process of reflexology and what it is. And um, one question I had for you earlier, uh, when you were talking about the first time that you took your son into a reflexologist and she was able to really quickly um, point out about his 12-year molars. Um, do you find that that happens pretty often whenever you're working with someone that they, you're, you say, oh, this must be going on with you, and they're totally shocked that you know? <laughs> yes, because what I do just to help prove the, <clears throat> excuse me, prove the point of reflexology is I have you do your intake form. I look at you, I take that form, and I lay it down, and I say to someone, I am not going to read that until you leave. I want your feet to talk to me because they will talk to me, and there may be some things going on that you don't, you're not even aware of. And so that's what I do. I start at the top of the foot, and what I do is I assess the foot pretty quickly first, and then we go back to the places that I feel those calcium deposits. And... And so it is a surprise to some people when I hit something because those reflex points can be tender. And they look at me and they'll say, what's that? And we'll look at the chart and see on the wall, you know, what what that represents so that they can see what I'm working. And it is mind-blowing to people. I've had people ask me, did my mother call you? No, and I didn't call your mother, so I don't know what's going on. Reflexology is letting me know what's going on with you. And so it's pretty amazing what I it, – it amazes me 
20 years later that I can kind of pick up what's going on with you without you saying one single word because the the feet will present because in those mm. reflex points it will be tender or I'll feel that those calcium deposits. So it's still exciting to me today to to see what's going on with somebody mm-hmm. and to help work mm-hmm. those reflex, you know, to to let some of that tension go and I work those points and I'm not one of those reflexologists that makes you want to cry. I don't believe in pain. Um I would I would much rather be nurturing to you and get in those points and back off and go back instead of getting in there and digging on you. I don't do reflexology that way. I think in Thailand and places like that, they have a much firmer approach. And I think here in America, we, we want a little bit more nurture than that. And so I do try to be very mindful of my pressure. I mean, I've worked on my grandkids the minute they were born all the way through to when people are passing. And so I, I just try to be very mindful about the pressure that I apply. Some people like really deep work. So I have some um, reflexology tools um, from Korea that I can definitely get in those points, but I don't. I don't want to harm or cause you a lot of distress. But it's also beautiful, like in your shoulder reflexes, if they're if they're tender or if I feel the calcium deposits in there, we can talk about that. You know, tell me what's going on with your shoulder. How bad is your shoulder pain? And a lot of times I talk about, well, maybe physical therapy can help or do you do chiropractic or, you know, do you do any stretching? And so that's when the the conversation about healing comes up, when those reflex points do present either a tenderness or I feel the calcium deposits, and then we can figure out what point I'm on and talk about what's going on with you. So that's why I love not to read your intake form. Your feet are going to tell me everything I need to know. And it's funny, the next time you come in, maybe something else has popped up. So it's it's neat to let the feet kind of guide what we're going to talk about that day or what presents itself that day or where I need to pay more attention when I work those points. So it's neat because people, I think people love it. I think they're really surprised when I don't read that intake form and I can tell them what's going on with them. It's kind of mind-blowing. It's still mind-blowing to me, you know, how awesome reflexology is. Hmm. So fascinating. It is. Um, So can anyone... Yeah, so can anyone um, come in and do reflexology? Is yes. There, you mean apparently there's no age age uh, limitation? Nope. No, the only thing being is if someone is pregnant, I need to know that because I have helped women lose their mucus plug when it's time because you have to remember reflex reflexology works and can um, – it activates organs and glands, and so we certainly don't want that uterus to contract when it's not time. So um, that's the only thing I really need to know about you if, if, if someone's pregnant. I have worked on people with AIDS, um, chronic illness, MS, all different everything. So there's not really any contraindication with reflexology. Maybe if you had a deep cut on your foot, I do not need to work on you. But there's no condition actually that would stop me from working on you. Um, It's actually very soothing 
like I worked on this lady the other day and her ankle was gigantically swollen. She had a lot of fluid in that ankle and I just worked and pushed that fluid up and, and we could actually see her ankle. It was mind-blowing because that fluid was gone. I work a whole lot on peripheral mm. neuropathy and that's people with diabetes. Their nerve endings really, really struggle and reflexology can be very calming and soothing for those nerve endings. So there's really the, there's no contraindication for reflexology. I just need you know I just need to be aware if somebody's pregnant would probably mm-hmm. be the the foremost thing that I would need to know. But there's really no nothing stopping anybody getting their feet done. That's so great. And you know since you you really explained so well in this conversation that it really is more about the body doing its own work and healing itself. And this is just assisting your whole system in healing and um, maybe bringing more awareness um, to maybe the places that you're unaware of, um, the issues that are happening. Yeah, because our body has that innate wisdom. If it didn't, none of us would be here. And so you're exactly right, just to bring awareness to it and just to get things going because – sorry, I need to turn my phone off here – because our our body does have knowledge about what's going on. And sometimes, you know, maybe we need to drink more water. It's it's amazing. People are so dehydrated and they don't even realize it. So it mm-hmm. is, it's just a beautiful way to bring, you know, and then I have a conversation with you about what is going on. And and you can certainly detox with reflexology. When I, when I teach, I always tell everybody at the beginning of class, I have some great poop stories when I teach, and we're going to talk about that, about, about how reflexology <laughs> can get your digestive tract going. And a great <laughs> conversation about that because that is an important part of us. And I, it's, yeah. I've had some interesting things in that area about what has happened and bring you know bring about cleansing, bring about detoxing because that's a a very important part. And you know our our lymphatic system doesn't have a pump like our heart, and so it depends upon our breath and our movement to get our lymphatic fluid flowing. And reflexology can help the lymphatic um, system, and that's gigantic because that's like our little sewer system that goes in there and bathes us and and stores our our dead bad cells and helps to get them out and so it's just a great way to help the body do what it was what it was designed to do mm. wow kelly i could just talk to you all day long <laughs> this is so fascinating thank you um we'll probably need to wrap up here so i don't take too much of your time um is there two things is there anything else that you want to share today and also um, I want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you. I can put your contact information in the show notes. But um, anything else that you want to share today? Well, I would just like to thank you for this opportunity because I am so excited to see that Lubbock is opening up to to different modalities of healing. And, and education is our key. Like I said earlier about learning about different things and not being afraid of it. And so I just want to thank you for taking your time and your effort into creating this for us and to create a community. I I get excited about a community of people that do this type of work because 
I don't believe in competition. I believe that we can create a community and network people to get them the help they need because we all need different things. And so when we can let that mindset go about competition and all that, you know, there is no competition in God's world. And so I'm excited what you're doing for us. And Lubbock is coming. I see, you know, I see a lot of it. I think we're kind of underground here, and it's beautiful that you're getting us to to sit up and be proud of what we do because what we do, all of us do, that you, you're bringing into these these conversations or it just helps to substantiate us and I'm grateful for that Anna because we need that and just to take the fear out of it and like I said education is the key and you are the facilitator of that and I thank you so I'm I I am teaching a class Janu I'm sorry July the 9th and 10th of, of foot reflexology I can give CEUs to any massage therapist um anywhere in the United States. So this class will be 16 hours to EUs, and then as a class we will determine um, the hand class, um, when the date of that. I cannot certify you in the state of Texas. Um, I can in other states, but I don't have a 200-hour curriculum. But you can definitely, you could take my class for a family and friends if you wanted to do that. So there's two ways to get a hold of me, and you you do need to know that I'm booked into August, so if people call, please don't get frustrated with me, and I'll do my best to get you in. So my cell phone number is 806-781-2532, and my email address is happyfeet with the letter K at msn.com. So I am a pretty busy lady, so either one of those ways, you can text me. I love texting. It's probably a quicker response through my cell phone, or you can email me for um, for appointments too. And if if you just want to have a conversation about reflexology, I'm very willing to do that. Sometimes it takes me a day or two to get back to you, but I will do the very best that I can. And I can see some people. I'm getting pretty full, and hopefully in this class, someone will really turn on to reflexology and want to become a reflexologist themselves um, so that we can get everybody taken care of. But I just want to thank you today, Miss Anna, for what you're doing for all of us. Mm, it's my honor, and it's such a blessing to have you here in Lubbock, your presence in Lubbock and your vast amount of knowledge and just your heart. I can hear you have such balance and such compassion. And um, I, like you, I remember, you know, when in Lubbock where there was only one health food store and people thought that if you were into organic food that you were practicing voodoo or something. And so right. I've been, I've, I've grown up kind of in that world watching this, um, this awareness of, just holistic, alternative, natural ways of healing the body um, expand and and really seeing that there are so many different doorways that people can enter through in order to gain health. It it could be, it, it, I mean, there's so, 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 so many options. So I just want to tell people, just remember to go with whatever it is that resonates with you. If this reflexology resonates with you, then do it and um, God's going to lead you. You'll be shown exactly what to do and Kelly, I'm just so grateful for your presence here. Thank you so much for being here on this call. 
Well, thank you for having me. And, you know, maybe some other time we could talk about essential oils or herbal things. I'm not an herbalist, but, excuse me, I can definitely give information about that or whatever. But I would love to be a part of your podcast again. Perfect. I will definitely invite you. We could have many more conversations on these subjects. Thank you. Well, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.